This Heart of Show Business episode has been brought to you by its sponsor, The Eden Magazine. The Eden Magazine focuses on awareness and educational articles to promote and emphasize humane and environmental content for the next generation of animal lovers. The Eden Magazine is available online and in print to take you to the world of living a healthier, in harmony, and cruelty-free world. Welcome to the heart of show business. I am your host, Alexia Melocchi. I believe in great storytelling and that every successful artist has a deep desire to express something from the heart to create a ripple effect in our society. Emotion and entertainment are closely tied together. My guests and I want to give you insider access to how the film, television, and music industry works. We will cover dreams come true, the road less travel, journey beginnings, and a lot of insight and inspiration in between. I am a successful film and television entrepreneur who came to America as a teenager to pursue my show business dreams. Are you ready for some unfiltered real talk with entertainment visionaries from all over the world? Then let's roll sound and action. Well, hello, hello, everybody. I believe this is my first episode post-COVID. I am back, people. I'm alive and well. I am here on this beautiful Friday afternoon at the heart of show business, broadcasting to you from Beverly Hills with a very, very special guest. As you know, I'm all about storytelling, and I always bring on people who have amazing story to tell us or are champions of storytelling. Now, there is a little added bonus to today's episodes because some of you know that I'm a huge animal rescue advocate and, and just you know, just protecting the animal world. I am what they call a cat lady because I have three cats, not just one, and they're all rescues. So when I stumbled into a trailer for this movie that literally just came out, this documentary called Crazy Cat Lady, I'm like, this is a story of my life. I got to check it out. And then I DM'd on Instagram, as people do in today's world, and I reached out, and this wonderful director who's here with me, Gary Clancy, responded, or maybe it was his team, but the bottom line is he's here with me, and I'm so happy to welcome him on my show. Now, Garrett is not like a newbie in the business. He has done films before, but he's done dramatic films, like with actors, he hasn't shot cats. I would think it's the first time. So I can't wait to dig in and let's talk about meow, crazy cat lady, cats. Hi, Garrett. Welcome to my show. Hi, thank you so much for, uh, for having me. And uh, it's so great to be here. I am so thrilled and stoked that you are doing something like this. Um, I was reading and I was shocked at the statistics when I was looking up a little bit of the info beyond the amazing trailer of your documentary. Three million feral cats in Los Angeles. I am mind blown. Is that really the correct number? Well, that it's only an estimate and it could be, it could be much higher than that. Um, but comparatively, like New York City, it's estimated that there may be half a million and Chicago, maybe 200,000. Um, but, you know, uh, 
the, the movie talks about why there are so many in Los Angeles and, and it's political, you know, of course. Um, there was an injunction filed about 13 years ago by the Audubon Society and other bird groups um, to, <laughs> to get the city of Los Angeles to stop funding spay and neuter uh, because those groups have uh, other ideas about what to do with cat populations. So, you know, so that birds um, aren't uh, eaten at, at, at the level that they have been eaten. Um, I, I, I don't know why they thought that by stopping spay and neutering that there were gonna be fewer cats 13 years later, but you know, so um, the city did overturn the injunction just last fall, but it's just a sort of a, no, no, no real resources have been forthcoming as a result. And um, there's still essentially just one or two places to, to bring cats uh, to get them spayed and neutered for, for free. So, you know, the movie follows these uh, several citizen volunteers, rescuers, cat rescuers, passionate animal lovers who, who are out there trapping cats um, and doing something called TNR, which is trap, neuter, return. You know, they, they trap them, they get them fixed, and then they return them to their colony so that the colony becomes stable and they continue to feed the colony. And the reality is um, cats that are eating well don't eat nearly as many birds as they normally would. Uh, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean, why there's so many, yeah. It's it's so crazy because, you know, there was also this other documentary years ago, remember, about the, the cats in Istanbul, in Turkey, and how, you know, in Europe, I mean, I'm European, and there is so many places where cats are roaming free. But of course, there is no freeways. There is no, you know, I mean, this is a really dangerous place for cats to be in to begin with um, versus, you know, say, you know, somewhere in Instable where they can go into every corner and there is a shop owners that they give them food and everything, you know. Um, do you feel, I mean, so basically what you're advocating with, which, first of all, I have to say, I love the fact from what I saw in the film that you are also showing men helping cats. You know, we're all thinking crazy cat lady and we're thinking about the lady with like the rollers in her hair and, you know, she's like bunny slippers and she just basically has no life. And you have movie stars, you have, you know, one of the actresses from Battlestar Galactica, you have a guy, you know, you have all kinds of people. How how did this thing come into your head? Like, did you, did you just wake up one day and say, I have to do a documentary about this? No, uh, no. And, and just quickly, the reason we have the title in quotation marks is because we're, we're pointing out the stereotype and then attempt to deconstruct it within the film, which is why we have both men and, and, and you know, an older guy and a, a, a teenager. Um, and, and then a couple of, uh, it's just an eclectic group. It's really an L.A. film, right? I mean, you know, the diversity of L.A. is, is, is um, uh, you know, amplified in, in this movie. So how did it come about? Well, so because I generally do narrative films, and as you know, you know, sometimes it takes uh, many years to get a project off the ground. And, and I just was tired of waiting around. So you know what? I, I'm just going to make a small documentary film. I'll buy a camera package. Um, I'll shoot it myself. Um, I'm not really sure what the film is going to be, but I'll find something. Turns out that I'm I was already connected to this world. I, I have we have six rescue cats of our own, um, and 
three rescue horses and rescue dogs and everything. So that's part of what we do, my wife and I and, and my family. Um, my producing partner, Amanda Harrison, on this film is sort of the quintessential crazy cat lady. And I was going to make the film about her. She said, I, I, I will not be in front of a camera. No, but I will help you line up the people that should be in this film. And she's the one who introduced me to the the political issue of the injunction and the city being having its hands tied and not being able to support Tina. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know that there were 3 million feral cats in LA. Most people don't because the reality is the cats come on at night and they're not walking down Santa Monica Boulevard in the middle of the street. I mean, they're, they're hiding. Right. Um, and you know, in the film, I, my, I have a, this wonderful, uh, activist, um, cat trapper Esmeralda, who's, uh, who's a dreamer and, um, she, um, Latina and, and she compares the feral cat situation with the immigrant situation in Los Angeles, you know, always looking over shoulders and being careful where you are and, and who you speak to. And it's a great parallel to the cats. So that's why we don't see them, but they're there. Oh, they're there in, you know, in huge numbers. Um, so the film just grew and grew and grew. It went from a tiny little film to, to a much bigger film. And, uh, but, you know, I, I had to keep going and, and three years later it was done. And, and then we've just been on the film festival circuit. We've been to, I think, 27 film festivals and won awards. Interestingly enough, uh, they seem to like it in Europe. <laughs> yes, I award. noticed. Yeah, we've won awards in Spain and, um, yeah. France and, uh, Malta, um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, cats travel, right? <laughs> they certainly do. And, and like I said, you know, they're, they're way more used to feral cat situations in Europe um, than they are here. You know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I do the same because you're saying that the cats go out at night. I mean, every time I see a cat roaming around because there's many people who have indoor and outdoor cats, I'm like, does it look healthy? Is it okay? Do I think it's like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm always worried if I hear somebody like a cat crying at night, I stop panicking. Like literally I'm hyperventilating. Is the cat okay? But I have to learn to live with the fact that there are some cats, like you said, that they're used to being outdoor and they don't necessarily want to be home cats. They're just happy doing their thing, you know, and it's just the most important thing though is to protect them so that it doesn't come out of control and there's not kittens that they die because they don't have enough food because there's cats giving birth left and right and there's just not enough you know and um yeah so that's something that is very important i mean was it easy to get the funding for something like this were you doing some crowdfunding campaigns or did you just reach out to rescue groups to sort of ask for their support and networking how did that come about as it got out of control in a good way yeah well i did uh i did raise uh twenty thousand on kickstarter um and the rest i just it's really just my own money my family's money um you know, once you, once you get, once you're, you're, you're on with this, you, you can't really stop and it's okay. Um, you know, it's a worthy project. And, um, now that it's out in the world, um, hopefully a lot of people are going to, you know, uh, watch it. And I, you know, I, I, I hate that term labor of love. Um, you know, uh, but in, in, in that's in essence, that's really what this was. It just, um, you know, it had to be finished. And, and we shot, of course, like most documentaries, 
way more footage and way more subjects than are in the film. It was very difficult to, to cut it down to a, a viewable size, right, of running length, um, because I could have filmed this film forever. Right? There's so many uh, wonderful, passionate uh, volunteers out there doing this work and, you know, um, yeah, and I love that you put the highlight on them, and I love that you put the highlight on how much they care, um, how many end up adopting themselves. Uh, I'm sure it gets out of control sometimes because I feel that, like, you know, like I wish I could take them all, you know, and there should be more sanctuaries and there should be more safe places for them to go, you know, but that's obviously... Um, a different conversation. Uh, did you um, did you work with certain vets who were kind enough to help and give those services for the cats so that they could? Well, yeah. So uh, my own veterinarian is in the film um, because she does a lot of this, uh, you know, this this work. And then, of course, you know, that one of the main subjects is Karen Myers, who runs Fictionation and Fictionation up until the injunction was overturned in the fall, it was the only place, essentially the only place in LA to get cats uh, spayed and neutered for free. And, you know, they are, compl they completely rely on, on donations, private, you know, private funding. Um, and so they, they're open four days a week and that's all they can do. And, and they do like 115, 20 cats a day during that time. Um, and they continued to do it. They had to shut down uh, during COVID for a while. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's just this. And, and here's something that that didn't make it into the film that's really interesting: is that cities like San Diego and San Francisco and Seattle and Portland, all those cities fund TNR, and so they actually have a shortage of cats to adopt. So there are cats being shipped from LA up to those cities and out to Santa Fe and other places weekly because they do it right. And so they don't have the problems that we have here and they need cats. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. I have to let all my rescue groups know about that because it's just, you know, there, there's, I have friends of mine who work and they, they sometimes they foster and they're like, I'll drive, I'll drive to San Diego if, if I'm going to find a happy home, you know, for this wonderful angels. I also like the fact that, you know, as I'm seeing also interact the people who are in your documentary, I love, like you said, that it's not just about the stories of the cats, but it's the story about the people and their motivations and what they're doing. And, and also getting to break down some of those myths about cats, you know, I, you know, people say to me, oh, you know, cats are like selfish, they don't care, you know, that this, that. that's so not true. I mean, I, that is so not true. And I think I love that you are, as you're showing the rescuers and the people who are helping when they deal with their own cats, you're kind of seeing what those personalities are like. And, uh, and, you know, they're just amazing, amazing creatures, you know, and they're hunters. I mean, in so many ways, I love that you're showing the feral cat because cats are hunters. They like to be outdoors. They like to chase, you know, get those mice, you know. And, and, and right, if we didn't have the cats, the rat and mice population in L.A. would just be out of control, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, in feral cats, kittens, if you get them, if you get ferals as kittens then they can become house cats friendly but it's really difficult to take an adult feral and make it into a domestic a domesticated cat it's 
they just don't want to do that you know they yeah thing that people go you know what just feed them and and make sure that they're safe leave some food out we have um you know our our cleaning lady that she has in her house she found this feral cat with her four she's literally was carrying the babies over the fence because she could tell that that was a safe place to keep the babies in hiding and and so she started putting the, the food out for the kittens and for the mama cat but you know what every time she comes out to try to pet like she goes she does not want to be a house cat you know maybe those kittens maybe one day they might decide to you know, allow themselves, but they might stay feral cats, you know, and, and, you know, that's life. That's a circle. But is there a dog movie in your future? Now that you've gotten over the cats, are you going to dress the rescue dogs? And all yeah, no, it's funny that people have asked me that. Uh, it's like, you can't divorce cat from dog, right? Um, we have two rescue dogs from rescued from China, actually, from the, they were, their oh. mother was headed to the the Yulan Meat Festival. So, right. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I, I generally, I, I have several narrative films lined up, so I, I don't know. Um, but I would like to do another documentary. This was, I enjoyed this. Uh, the only, the only part of it, and I learned pretty quickly that I, I don't really want to shoot my own films. You know, um, so I bought this camera package, and I'm generally, I've generally been a writer and director and producer. I said, well, you know, how, how hard could it be? No disrespect to cinematographers. I, I, I greatly admire their art, but I said, how, how hard can it be, right? I bought the camera package, shot a couple hours of footage, hired my editor and turned in the footage. And she said, why are you shooting in 30 frames per second? I said, oh, I don't know. I just turned the camera on, you know. Um, but the, for, the challenge for me was that when you're looking through, the, when I was looking through the lens, that's kind of all I saw. Whereas as a director, right, you get you see the, everything and you can say, oh, let's get something over here, over here. But I felt confined and and I didn't know if I was really doing a great job. I mean, it, you know, the film looks looks good, but I mean, so, you know, my producer's hat, I'm telling myself, you got to go shoot a director's hat. Oh, great. This is what I want to do. But my cinematographers had very reluctant. No, I don't want to. So finally, I hired a, a second um, DP and um, that helped a lot. So, but I learned and, you know, teamwork makes a dream work, Garrett, you know, right. and, you know, God bless you for doing that, because I think I mean, listen, documentaries right now are the new the new thing. People are watching them more and more. You know, before it used to be, oh, you're a documentary filmmaker or you're a documentary person, boring. But now people really, you know, you see them in all the streaming platforms and, and people are interested and um, there's so much to say. Is there is there something, is there a moment, or was there a moment when you were doing this, because you said it was a three-year journey where you said, why the heck am I doing this? I'm giving up. And if so, if there was that moment, what was the thing that pulled you out of that place so you could keep going? Yeah, there were times when it didn't like, seem like it would ever get finished. Um, and, you know, uh, but I, I reminded myself that this film has a message that if if, if it's heard and seen by enough people can can make a difference in the lives of not only countless cats, but, you know, just, just people as well, because if cats keep breeding, it's going to affect us, the human race, 
at least in Los Angeles at some point, right? So I said, you know what? It, it's a film that's worth making. And so I'm going to keep doing it. And that's what kept me going. That's wonderful. But what can people actually do? You know, when you were saying, you know, obviously you could create awareness. Right. I or somebody who doesn't know how to handle cast, they wouldn't be able to like go out in the streets and right. say, who do they call? Like, what do they do if they want, say they see a feral cat and they feel some, like, is there, uh, do you have resources on the documentary or like in the end yeah. credits where people can find those things? Because that's obviously important, right? I mean, I wouldn't be able to go catch a feral cat and put her right. in a cage and take her to a vet and say, let's fix her, right? To help the population. So do you have that? <laughs> We do have that message, and, and Trisha Helfer, uh, you know, our actress, um, who's the narrator, and also is a crazy cat lady herself, which is why she signed on to help us. Um, uh, she she talks about that at the end of the film. Uh, so yeah, because that's what a lot of people ask. They say, "Well, that's just not me. I'm, I can't crawl under a, a building in Van Nuys in the middle of the night to trap a cat." But great. So you can support, you know, financially support the uh, the shelters, right? Um, you can spread the word and get folks to adopt kittens and cats out of the shelter, um, stuff like that, or adopt one yourself. And that's kind of the, those are the, the three areas that we we push people to consider to actually learn how to trap new to return. Um, plenty of folks are happy to teach you that and lend you a trap or, um, or again, donate to your favorite cat rescue group um, or, or adopt a cat or two or three. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. Or four or ten. I have one right. of the guy that, the God bless him, who got the pregnant cat out of the street and helped me. He's now at 14. So, you know, it's just, this wow. is, yeah. Wow. I mean, obviously, the four are going to get adopted out, you know, once the babies are gone. But he's like, yeah, I have 14. I'm like, God bless you, David. So, <laughs> um, so there you go. So, Garrett, that's wonderful. I, I, I look forward to promoting the movie. Um, I'm sure that you know, I want to thank the Eden Magazine, of course, because, you know, they always stand by me whenever I'm doing crazy things like, you know, covering in my podcast uh, documentaries about cats and animals and dogs. But really, it's all about the filmmaking and the storytelling. So, you know, Garrett, clearly, you know how to tell stories. Clearly, you have the vision and imagination to find ways to tell stories, even in unconventional ways, like with crazy cat lady so thank you for coming on my show and i do look forward to seeing your next works and your next films hopefully fingers crossed they'll get made they'll get produced and bringing you on again and thank you for coming well thank you so much for having me really really enjoyed talking to you oh you're very welcome and for everybody go to the show notes of the show we'll be posting all the links to watch the movie where to watch it uh, I guess it's on Amazon right now, but it's going on on, on a way wider way. It's going to have a limited theatrical run, right? Um, it, it, not a theatrical run. We we decided we had to make that decision during the heart of COVID. We thought, well, do we want to make that decision and then find out that people aren't allowed in theaters? We didn't know. Um, so it's on Amazon, Apple TV, uh, Voodoo, um, iTunes, Google, Microsoft, uh -huh. something, you know. Support the movie. Wherever you can watch it, just support it. Google. Google is your friend, people. Just Google it. Google the, the official website. Google the IMDb. Google where it's playing. Watch it. Like it. Support it. Tell your friends about it. Let's get those feral cats 
taken care of in a good way. And let's also support all the rescue groups and the shelters who are working tirelessly with no money, as we all know, especially after the pandemic, and help them do the work that they do, because animals are our best friends and our angels on earth. So hopefully you will agree with me and Garrett and support this venture. And have a beautiful weekend, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Heart of Show Business. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. You can also subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or comments or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at theheartofshowbusiness.com. Thank you.